Just thinking of Spence brought soft warmth to her face. Perhaps they could have a little private time. Of course, in just another week, they'd have all the hours in the world together. But that knowledge didn't satisfy her today. It wasn't that she was unwilling to share him with the rest of the world. But right now, everything was so busy and complicated that there never seemed to be enough time. It would be nice just to sit down with him on their brand new leather love seat and nestle into his arms and talk for a little while. Or not talk, perhaps, she thought with a smile, remembering the way he had kissed her goodnight just last evening. The cottage looked almost like an oversized playhouse. Like the main house, it was low and built of pale gray brick. Its most prominent features were a bay window and the front door, its burgundy paint still smelling fresh and new. Automatically, Charlie checked the bronze mailbox beside the front door. The box had always been intended more for looks than actual use. Since the estate gates were always locked, the real box was at the main entrance, and this one had been full of ancient cobwebs on the day she and Spence had first looked at the cottage. Perhaps that was why she had gotten the playful notion to use it for private kinds of messages. There was an envelope in the box, and as she pulled it out she felt a mixture of glee and sadness. She always liked the notes Spence left. They were fresh and funny and charming. But the fact that he had put this here meant that he had already come and gone, and she was disappointed at missing him. He must have left work early. If only she hadn't stayed so long over her lesson plans. She pushed the envelope into her coat pocket and unlocked the door, cautious not to mar the still-carrying paint. The first thing she noticed as she walked through the tiny foyer and into the cozy living room was the leather love seat. The delivery men had set it at an awkward angle with its back to the door rather than neatly perpendicular to the fireplace as she intended to place it. But that would be easy enough to fix. The second thing she saw was the back of Spence's head. He was sitting on the love seat, and there was no mistaking the stubborn wave of his dark brown hair, or the aristocratic shape of his head, or the mass of long, shiny, black feminine hair which lay against his shoulder. Charlie opened her mouth, but her vocal cords seemed to have turned to cement. In the instant when she stood there, paralyzed and unable to breathe, Spence said, It can't go on like this, Wendy.